guys to the Iron Effect. Um, today we have one of my absolute most favorite topics on the planet, um, which is time. We're talking about the most valuable asset you have, which is your time. Um, what I want to open up, Dave, with is I want to ask you first kind of what you would say the most important thing you do in your schedule day to day, what is it exactly that that, that is for you? What would you say that is? <laughs> if I were to start out with what's my most important thing, yeah. besides a cup of coffee, not yet, <laughs> is, uh, well, first, yeah, definitely trying to get a cup of coffee in me. Yeah, but yeah. I, I would say uh, it's getting up and getting God in me, man. You know, just to be straight up with you and blunt about it, it's just getting God in, uh, in me. Um, and it could be in all kinds of forms. Um, it's something, like you said, it's a topic we've been wanting to talk about for a right, while. Right. But where it started for me was I'm not a, much of a reader. I don't, I hate getting, uh, if I put a book in front of me, like I, I, I enjoy reading, but if I'm, if I feel like it's a routine and forced read, like, I won't read. So, yeah. uh, growing up, I was I would try to get up and read my Bible, and I don't know how many times I, it would just, I would eventually be like okay, and then go and do something else. So what I usually do is I get up in the morning, I spend about ten maybe ten fifteen minutes. I'm listening to like a podcast or some YouTube inspirational Christian uh, videos. So a lot of times it's listening to different pastors and stuff, and that's how I kind of start my day just to get some you know uh, spiritual word in me. And then I try to find some time to, to get into the Word. Have you noticed or seen a change in your uh, routine over time that's maybe made you more successful as opposed to maybe the past? I have. Um, you know, growing up, it was, I would get up and try to, just go about my day and um, everything just felt kind of off um, as I would do that sometimes you know like I said about a whole cup of coffee is eventually like it takes me a minute to, to wake up and yeah. even before we were getting ready to just talk about this podcast like yeah. I said hey man it's gonna take me a yeah, minute yeah. just to wake up before we do this um, you know as we're as we're doing this early in the morning yeah. for these guys so it's important to for me to ensure that like I'm up and and I'm alert and uh, that was part of the, that. That's what I've realized is this is the same thing when it comes to the Bible and getting into the Word mm. um, and hearing from God was there's something off about it uh, yeah. when I wake up in the morning and I don't have a cup of coffee. You know, when I'm when I go if I don't have a cup of coffee and I go to work about halfway through the day I start having headaches and it's like man what's yeah. going on I'm like ah yeah. oh, I didn't have a cup of coffee and it's, it's sometimes it was the same thing with uh, with my spiritual walk is that there's times where I'll wake up and go did I get in the word today did I really hear from God this morning did I talk to God this morning yeah. and when things are going kind of crazy within the day most of the times I come back to the realization that I didn't do something earlier in the morning yeah so what about you oh man I would say that yeah I mean starting out my routine I don't even know if I really had one Dave like growing up it wasn't necessarily I mean yeah go to school 
you know, kind of punch that clock and then come back and then, you know, whatever athletic in the evening maybe. And then, you know, dinner was always a very pretty much set in stone thing. But I think this rolls right into what we've been trying to, to talk about. And we want to make sure that we tell, you know, our listeners, which is, you know, Dave and I have really, I don't want to use the word discovered, but have found that the one of the most important things and tools um, that we use is what we call the 168. And the 168, all it is, is the accumulation of the hours you have in a week. 24 hours in a day, 7 days a week. You know, do the math, you get 168. Um, you know, when you break that down and you basically say, hey, I've got this many hours this week. It's kind of like creating a budget like you would in a finance, uh, you know, class or like you would in, in, in some sort of financial, you know, aid uh, piece that you would use where you're basically breaking down your time. You're saying, hey, where is my time going? Mm-hmm. You know, basically saying, hey, guess what? I sleep six to eight hours, right? And I want you to kind of talk on that, that health piece here in a minute, but I sleep six to eight hours. Okay, times seven. You know, we're looking at 56. Okay, I'm subtracting that out. You know, now I've just lost 56 hours of my week that's now gone. You know, quote, unquote, gone, yeah. if you will. You know, you're doing, you're doing this math in your head. You're saying, hey, 9 to 5, you know, I'm working this many hours. Hey, now that time's gone. You know, and you're subtracting these things out. And you're basically breaking down your, your, quote, unquote, time budget sheet. And you're saying, hey, you know what? And I'm a husband. And I'm a father. You know? And also you start breaking these things down. And it can borderline start to feel a little overwhelming, you know, where you're like, wait a minute, I need to find time for God, which is the worst way to think about it when you think, because it's like, no, 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 he's a, he's my priority. You know, we, we talk about, I know you and I have talked about in the past, um, you know, giving that very first um, portion of your time of your day to God saying, Hey, this is the most important thing in my life. And that's the mentality you bring to the day and the mentality you bring to your faith. That's huge. You know, so, so you're doing that, then you're a husband, so now you're you're saying, hey, my wife is going to have my attention and my time, you know, and making sure that she's a priority in the schedule. I know you and I both have multiple kids, so now we've got to factor in children. Yeah. Yeah. Am I leading my household well? Am I leading my wife well? You know, do I have the appropriate, not necessarily like I'm making time slots for people, not like that. But making sure that, hey, you know what I've realized? I've got time in my schedule to take care of these things by removing and eliminating other things. And when you start to make this time budget sheet, you really start to, to take a step back and say, hey, you know what? In the evenings, I'm actually watching two hours of a TV show when I could be making that deposit, you know, having that goes great conversations with my wife or spending that to those two hours in the evening, you know, working on the degree that I always wanted. Or X, Y, Z, you fill in the blank, but then you start to, to break these things down and say, oh, you know what else I did? I also was on my phone, you know, looking at some article or some app mm-hmm. and I spent 45 minutes on there, you know, and you were always asking, hey, I wanted to read that book, but now you're finding, oh, you know what, that time that I could have used, you know, and some people would say, oh, that's crazy. And that's, you're right. In some ways it is, but it's also extremely effective. It's interesting you bring that that part up. Um, I was talking with a friend of uh, of ours, a mutual friend of ours, yeah. uh, last night, and we were having some conversations. And one of the things we were talking about was 
you know, right now uh, we're in this COVID season. We're in right. this season of uh, the unknown because of pandemic, of a, <laughs> yeah, of a virus. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And because um, I asked him, I said, "Man, how is it? How are you dealing with your time now? Now mm. that you're home, because he, he he would usually commute for his job. And, okay, uh, you know, he works down in Nashville, and he would have to commute for his job, and how long it would take uh, for him to get there." And then come back. And he was like, man, I was losing sometimes an hour or two hours a day. He's like, he did the math. And he said, well, by the time he uh, did the math for the month, uh, yeah, for the month, that he was roughly losing for the whole year um, 30 days. So he did the, ma- the math for a month. He was losing days. 30 days of, of time just by just commuting, commuting. Just commuting alone. And that was normal. That's not going into bad traffic and being in on the road for a lot longer. Right. That wasn't going to the store or anything else outside of that. That's thirty days that he just lost. He was like, and that was a, almost roughly an hour, you know, there and back each day. And he was like, I'm losing time. A month's so, worth of time, right? So yeah, like if you imagine that he was doing that for a job and commuting, like how much are we doing that with some of the little things in our lives right. that we're losing time? So if you start adding stuff up, you can go, man, I'm losing a lot of time. That can be so valuable. Um, that being said, one of the things that we were we started discussing was just his impact that he's had now with his kids. Mm. He's like, I was being, you know, he's like, I'm waking up and I'm getting a chance to spend more time with my kids, um, having breakfast with my kids, and I'm seeing the impact and I'm starting to see the changes that we're having. I'm having conversations with my wife. He's like, it's. He's like, I don't want to go back to normal, right? Because of of, of this, and so, right. you know, again that. It's very easy for us to go on a side tangent on that. But again, to go back to the whole time management piece, how important it is to look at at things um, and look at how we we are spending our time, just like what we would for a budget. Dave, can you talk through um, what we were talking about as far as, okay, you've got your 168. What is your healthy 168 look like? And then after that, I want you to kind of briefly discuss how you can bring that up with another individual and say, hey, what does a healthy 168 look like and communicate about that? Yeah, so um, one of the ways that I, and I've talked to you this about this before. Yeah. Um, I use a thing called the Eisenhower Matrix. Okay. Um, the Eisenhower Matrix was something that was brought to me a couple years ago. Um, an old supervisor of mine who was like, hey, I want you to check this out. Yeah. He did this little, we call it LPD or leadership development. Sure, right? sure. And we, <laughs> he says, hey, we want to do some leadership professional development. I want you to sit down. We're going to go through this. And I said, okay. He goes, this is something that was taught to me. And so he breaks this down and it's like four quadrants. And we're going to show this in the sh- show notes. So you guys have, a, like, you know, our listeners can have an opportunity to, to see this. Click but, on the link below. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's, it's a pretty cool uh, concept though. So what it does is it talks about what is urgent and what's important in and it breaks it down in quadrants. And basically the bottom right uh, quadrant of, of this is um, things that are not important and not urgent. And that's stuff that you throw away. That's stuff okay. that you just get rid of. So a great example of that is video games. As much as I hate saying yes. that, I grew up playing video games. I loved it. Yes. Um, still have an Xbox, um, but I rarely get to play. <laughs> but <laughs> with that, um, you know, video games, you just don't have time for it. And so... Um, it's it's a cool little breakdown tool, um, but again, it's not urgent. It's not it's not important. Then there's things that are might be important, but not urgent. 
And those are things that uh, I believe it's, yeah, that you schedule. Those are things that I'm like, okay, right. it's important, but I, it's not something that I need to really do right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put those in, in for, you know, a later, another time. Um, then there's things that might be uh, urgent, um, but um, are not as important. Um, and if it's that um, or vice versa, uh, is you can delegate those. And so it goes into different ways that how you should be able to, to do certain things. And then, hey, things that are important and things that are, that are urgent, you need to do now. Right, so right, right, right. Some of those immediate things might be, you know, uh, and it's the way we, we might divide our, our brain in doing this, but hey, kids get up and kids says, I need food. <laughs> well, that's probably, that's yeah. probably important and it's probably urgent. Right. You know, maybe we can schedule that in. But it's kind of like, so you don't have to write every little detail down in your life, but the kind of quadrant your life off like that yeah. has helped me look at each, uh, you know, waking minute and hour of what am I doing throughout the day. And so right. it's become a part of my life um, and how I do that. Now I use that for task purposes when I'm actually working on some other things, but that's kind of do it. But when you're talking about, uh, uh, you know, 168 hours, like that can be a daunting task, but we're trying to plan that out for yeah. a whole week and things are, you know, always subject to change. They're volatile, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, so we know that things are going to happen, things are going to change. But the non-negotiables, you know, that are important, we know we need to sleep. So those are things that you're going to put in that's going to be natural. But right. what what's healthy amount of sleep for you? You know, for me, uh, when I first uh, joined the military, um, I, could, I was functioning. You know, I could easily do five or six hours. Now, as I've gotten <laughs> older, yeah. I've needed a little bit more time, right. especially working out and stuff like that. My body needs a little bit more time to recover. So right. I'm... I'm really good for like seven hours and okay. still having a good amount of day you know right. that still gives me a good amount of of time throughout the, the rest of the day yeah but again you add the, that up seven day you know seven hours for seven days look how much time you still are losing so you have to kind of look at it and say what's the sacrifice you're willing to to give to make um, again that's just one tool that's one thing that i, I kind of throw out there um, yeah. on that but yeah do you find for your 168, um, do you do it similar to like uh, an athlete would perfect, uh, excuse me, prepare meals for a week? Is that kind of how you you do it? Where you have like, hey, it's Saturday, I'm gonna sit down and kind of plan out what needs to happen this week and kind of like that, or or are you doing it day to day? How how do you how do you do that? So I used to do it day to day. Okay. And it got really. When you got a lot of things going on, it can get, it can get kind of really crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with now with two kids, uh, you know, multiple kids, it, it, there's an adjustment to that. So what I do now, as an, again, another thing I've learned is I, so my the way I look at my week mm-hmm. is I started I started from Sunday and I go to Saturday. Okay. Um, Sunday is my you know the beginning of my week, and what I do with that is on my Saturday right before that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Maybe roughly thirty minutes to an hour uh, in the evening. I just try to find some time by myself, and it's crazy because even with my phone, I just kind of look at my schedule for the week, yeah. and I can, or I quickly just write out what's going on for the week, and I kind of plan that out and just get a kind of brainstorm and um, you know prepare uh, pregame for for it, knowing yeah. which what, what's going to take for certain efforts for me. If I've got multiple meetings that I've got to go to or, or you know, within within my line of work, I might have to go and give a, you know, a presentation or a brief. 
like, okay, I'm going to have to devote more time to, to, to this. So where, where can I gain the time on this stuff? Sometimes I realize that when I'm working out, I can practice some of my briefing and (laughs) there's things that I can do. So I try to figure out where I can put that, um, into things. Finding that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some of it too is realizing, Hey, I still want to work out. I still, this is what I need. I need to figure out. So also within that is looking at my timeline of, can I get up in the morning? Um, can I get up earlier in the morning and be able to, to do that? So, um, my day now typically starts five 30 on the regular. Um, but there's days where I'm getting up and I'm like, okay, I can function at four 30. Now people, you know, our listeners are going to look and go, you're starting your day that early. Um, but what's crazy is I've started doing it just by the way the sun comes up. Like if the sun's up, I'm up. Um, and, Circadian rhythm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's, it's been crazy. It's been, it's, it's been beneficial to me. It's yeah. like, hey, yeah. if it's light out, I can get a lot of things done. Um, so that's what, I, that's what I've done. I'm like, yeah. why sleep in when I can, I've got daylight? And right. So uh, right. that's just how I, how I work and, and yeah. I operate. I think that uh, transitions really well to what I would like to say about, you know, when it comes to the iron effect. You know, one man sharpens another. Um, I think something that you and I have talked about, uh, we are really passionate about, which is, you know, the most important thing we do with our time is immediately upon waking is finding time with God. Mm -hmm. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Um, And we've agreed that there's power in that. You know, that there is true transforming power in that. Um, And, you know, it's like, like we've said, the way you conduct yourself upon waking, I mean, changes the trajectory of your day from the get-go. Um, you know, because when that alarm goes off and you hit the snooze button, you're basically telling your body, your mind, and everything, basically saying, I'm not prepared, I'm not ready, not interested, back to sleep. That's a negative mindset. You're training yourself to have a negative mindset. When that alarm goes off, and you grab your phone or whatever it is that you have, you know, alarm clock, you smash the alarm clock and you say, Hey, I'm, I'm taking today, you know, by the horns we're, and we're going after it. You know, I planned this. I have things I, I am going to do to help me make me successful today. I'm going to be closer to God today. You know, that changes your mentality. I think in its totality, you know what I mean? Um, and when you spend that first, I would say, really two hours, that first hour in, you know, in the Word of God, through prayer, and then you have got to have some sort of physical exercise in the morning. It's got to happen. I mean, the, the research is there, you know. Yeah. Same thing with sleep, right? Like, we talk about this all the time. Everybody says, you know, you got to get that six to eight hours. You know, some people will be like, you have to have eight. It's like, well, one, we're not all the exact same. And two... Um, some of us value our time a little more than others, you know, not saying that if you get eight hours of sleep, you're lazy, nothing like that. But you know what? I want, I want those two extra hours for me, mm-hmm. you know, cause I have three children now. So it's important for me to have that, that time in the morning to be alone with God and, and make those things happen. And it's cool because, you know, I, I was telling you this, you know, we, we both have the luxury of having, um, sports, uh, performance psychologist yes. at our disposal, right? Yes. Um, 
in, I was talking with, with ours the other day from, from our organization, from our work, and uh, he was talking about he's doing some, some study stuff on fatigue science and, the, and how, that, how that works. Mm. And where, uh, as we, you know, we're up and where, where's our best part of our day? What's, what's the best optimal performance that we can get out of, out of an individual sure. at a certain part, part of their, their time? And, you know, being able to self-monitor that to know, okay, yeah, this is where I, you know, I have more energy. This is where I'm, I'm doing most things. And it's exactly that. Like, this is what we're kind of doing, but we're taking it into a practical, right. practical way. It's like, right. if my morning is when I'm my most alert. Some people say, well, I'm, I'm more alert at night. I'm a night, night owl. Well, sometimes you realize that, you know, there's other things that are going on. So, yeah, you have less distractions maybe in it for an evening sometimes. But your most alert, your most cognitive ability is in the morning. So why not start that out in the, in the morning That's right. and get the most ingestion of, you know, of knowledge and, uh, and being able to optimize your, your body performance in, in a given morning. And like you said, physical activity and um, getting uh, and stimulating your brain is, yeah. is the two most important things that, yeah. uh, you know, in a given morning. I think that's a, yeah, that's a good way to put it for sure. So, Let's uh, let's tie this back to what we were saying about the iron effect. Mm-hmm. So, um, for you and I, um, we have found right that we have really talked about what our routines look like. We've really talked about kind of our day to day lifestyle, what happens for us. You know, um, I want you to kind of talk about some of the things you're training for um, physically, and then I also want you to kind of talk about how important it is to bring somebody else in to look at your schedule, to look at your routine and not necessarily somebody who, um, I don't want to say is a, is a, uh, uh, on the same playing field as you, but somebody who is maybe a little bit more successful, somebody who, you know, who you, you see as a mentor, as a, you know, somebody who I know for me, I, I love John C. Maxwell's, all of his leadership materials. Anything he puts out, I'm like a sponge trying to absorb that knowledge. You know what I mean? But you have, so you have those, but then you also have that person like you and I, we are able to actually, as iron sharpens iron, that's how we're able to actually get better as people. Can you kind of talk through those two things for us? Yeah. Um, So when Training for an event, so currently I've been training for, uh, in October I'm going to be running an ultra marathon, which I never thought I was going to be a runner (laughs) or a long distance runner at that ultra marathon is anything over um, a regular marathon, you know, or 26.2. So I'm running, you know, a good amount of miles per week. Um, So with that, it can get boring by myself. (laughs) Running by myself uh, can get boring. I, I... some people, you know, they like to have the isolation. They like to put headphones in their ear and listen to an audio book and stuff. And there's times I can do that, and there's times where I need that, right? Sure. But I've realized that I don't really run the best when I'm by myself. Mm. Uh, I have a friend of mine, uh, also, you know, a mutual friend of ours, that we go running every once in a while. And he's a little faster than I am. Uh, he's a little younger than I am, too, yeah. so it makes it a little easier for him to, to take off. But us running together we're able to uh to basically challenge each other um and there's something about that like you know when you're talking about the iron effect and how 
iron sharpens iron. When you're hitting that next to each other, it, there's something about it that make, creates a um, to, that just makes that a sharper uh, sharper sword yeah. or a sharper object. And this, that's kind of the way I take it. Is that when I'm simply running with a friend of mine, we're we're going back and forth, kind of being competitive whether we know it or not. You know, and we're we're running a lot faster. But in doing that, you know, and going into how we are in our in our daily lives, is having that ability to have conversations with people, and getting into the to the Word of God. There's a balance of being able to challenge each other uh, through that. So you know, you and I, we've talked about this regularly. It's like we kind of challenge each other. I mean, hey, what you know, what's God talking to you about in a given day? And again, that's another way you know. Iron is sharpening iron. It's the same way as how I, you know how I'm training for an event. We're training ourselves for other events, and mm. you know our listeners are probably you know they know kind of they kind of know some uh, some somewhat about us. They know our, right. our lives a little bit. Um, so you know we are men of faith, and we we will talk and we we talk about God. Right. Um, but it's because it's a part of our lives. That's right. You know, it's it's interwoven into our in our lives, and I know there's a lot of military uh, listeners that that we have, and some of the things that they go is, how can you be a military guy, <laughs> and things and, and stuff that you do, and still be able to be a Christian and have have that, and mm. there'll be another topic that we'll talk about, mm. but. Uh, I, I really think a lot of it has to do with what we're talking about right now of having a partner to do this with and how to man- and manage that. One no of the things that I look at with the way we manage our time is we help within uh, having that partnership to be able to say, hey, what are you doing anymore? Hey, did you start did you start you know your morning off right? Right. Did you get a workout in? Yeah. Like it was, it's little things like that that we're asking. Whether we're doing it together or not, we're asking those things. That's right. And I think that's where it is. And we can call it accountability partners. We can call it all kinds of stuff. But in reality, it's uh, we're, we're doing that to try to make each other better. That's right. 100%. 100%. Yeah, and it's it's really, you know, something we've talked about. Even, and this will go into our, you know, our, our future topic as well. But having a, because some people have asked, you know, I don't even know how to start a small group. I don't even know how to be, which is basically, in essence, in, in, in a very real sense, is saying, you know, I don't even know where to start, how to lead, you know. And I will tell you with the iron effect, get get a buddy and, and work on those things together. You know, say, hey, man, you want to let's start, let's start a small group. You know, hey, let's let's lead this group or let's do X, Y, Z. And all of a sudden, now you have started a group, right? Because now it's... You know, it's like that goofy uh, scene from uh, uh, The Hangover. He's like, my wolf pack was two, but now it's three. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You've already, it's already started to expand almost instantaneously, you know. And so I, I think that that's absolutely vital, yeah. you know. And I think, you know, we'll end this, you know, this episode with this is that it's important to have a community of people around you. Right. Just, you know, just like how a boxer uh, has his coach. He, you know, he has a coach or a trainer, and he has a sparring partner, right. and he has other people that are in his corner. You gotta have that, and I think you and I have found that in the past couple of years that 
what exactly what you just said, small group is vital. And sometimes people say, well, I'm, I need to join a group. Why don't you just start your own group? And that's, again, that's some stuff that we're going to talk about, but it's so important to have community people. You've heard that we've heard the, the phrase that says, you're some of the five people, uh, the five yeah. friends. And yeah. I think that's so true is that we're, we're the sum of our, the, the people around us, we're the, or the, we're the average of the five people around us. So, you know, for our listeners, I would encourage you to, you know, start figuring out, do you want to be a part of a community? Do you want to be a part of something more? Do you want to be a part of something great right. to push you um, to be a better uh, manager of time, to be able to be a better man and to be able to pursue greatness? Um, that's really why we do time management. That's why we wanted to talk about that episode because we're trying to be better at what we do and optimize who we are yeah. and where it starts is with time. Dave, let's, uh, to wrap up with our topic of time here, can you give us one, for our listeners, give me one, if you could do one thing to help with your time management, give me one uh, piece of advice or one tip. Set an alarm and get up when it tells you. Yeah. Uh, set your alarm and, and put something in, in there in such a way where it's like, get up. And I usually put a front I said, get up and pray. You know, pray. if you get up and pray, you, you start moving. Um, I think if you get up and you start doing other things, you're, you're just going to distract you. But if you just say, get up and pray and you say, hey, God, you know, you wake up and you say, I want to start my day off right with you. Show me what you want. What you want to show me today? Just simply saying that, it starts to it starts the day out. It's just how like you know with our kids, when they get up, and they come in, they give us a hug and say, "Hey, Dad," you know, yeah. it's, "Hey, how did you sleep?" It's just having that same type right. of conversation right. with him. It's like, "Hey, you know, thanks for waking me up today," right. and you'd be surprised on how just starting out with that conversation, what it will do. 